Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial when you go to www.audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Just go to audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge today. Hope you had a fantastic Labor Day. My name's Fred Kep. I'm the host of the Teacher Recharge. And Tuesday is here. Did you bring your coat? Let's get started. Hello, Teacher Recharge listeners. It's your host, Fred Kep. Welcoming you back to another edition of the Teacher Recharge Podcast, where we're going up on a Tuesday, because it's a Tuesday episode, and today we have a guest that is going to take your little holiday, spin it around, and push you into the rest of the week with a renewed sense of purpose and happiness. Her name is Amy Dobell, and let me tell you a little bit about her. She's had an extensive career at zoos and aquariums. She's studied animals and animal behavior for over 20 years. She's also an experienced educator and teacher. She also teaches to inspire the next generation of conservationists, veterinarians, and biologists. She's also written a book, a children's book, and she'll get into that there. There's a lot of stuff about her that is just It's fascinating, really. It's absolutely fascinating. So I would definitely recommend listening to the whole interview today. There's tons of gems there. You're going to absolutely love it. So let's just get into it. Enjoy the interview with Amy Dobell. What is up, Teacher Recharge listeners? Welcome back to another edition of the teacher recharge podcast with another fantastic guest today we have a science teacher amy dobell how in the world are you i'm great i'm really good thank you for having me yes this is a pleasure so new thing on season two that we're doing it is called a introduction aka a minute introduction aka the hot seat, whatever you want to call it. Basically, what's going to happen is for one minute, around one minute, I'm going to ask questions. They could be any question. You're going to be blindsided. That's what I like to do with my guests. I like to blindside the crap out of them. Keeps them honest. So we're going to start this. And then if I want to delve deeper, if you give me a crazy answer on one of these things, I want to be able to delve a little bit deeper into it maybe, then I will say, you know, stop, explain, and then we'll just go on from there. So let's try this. Okay. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's do all it. All right. Let's do it. It begins now. All right. Any upcoming travel plans? Just little local things. Uh, well, not local, but within the U.S. going out to Ohio, probably. I already this summer went to England and Wales, so oh I got my, my good travel plans in. I know. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, then where, where are you at right now? So I'm in New Jersey right now. Yep. What is your favorite type of weather? Oh, I love fall. That's my favorite season where Fall. it's cool enough to wear like jeans and a, and a sweatshirt, but not like freezing. When you're not teaching, how do you like to spend your time? Oh, let's see. I'm actually a part-time spin instructor. At oh there. my. So I know. So what happens is I do my stuff in the classroom and then I'm in the gym at least teaching four times a week when I'm not in a regular classroom. So I've got that. 
Okay. Um, well, hold I, up. Hold up. Explain. Yeah, okay. Right. Right. Because now okay. we found it. Now we found a, a big time common ground here. So I don't actually teach spin, but I'm a coach at Orange Theory. So I'm curious. Where hey. do you? Where do you? Where do you coach at? So I work at um, two different gym gyms in um, in New Jersey. One is the gym in Inglewood. And it's called the gym. So it's okay. the gym in Inglewood. And then I work at another gym called the Fitness Factory, which is in Edgewater. Okay. And I've been doing it. I've been doing it for about four years now, five okay. years. And love it. So it's it's just super fun. And now I get paid to work out. That is so cool. And so here's my question with spin classes. I've always wanted to talk to a spin class instructor. So is it all done to music? It's and, all music. And yeah. Is it is it like choreographed though? Like you're doing stuff on the bikes, like with cho- like almost choreography, like on the beat? I do do that. Um, you know, I wish I could do Zumba. Like I have an image of what I would look like if I did Zumba and what I actually look like are two different things. So on a bike, I kind of like, like to feel like doing things on the beat and people can get into it that way. I show music videos at one of the gyms. They have a huge screen. You really get in the zone with it. Oh it's like a, gosh. It's a nice, a nice stress relief at the end of the day. That is fantastic. I love the idea of, of showing those uh, videos while the workout's going on. That's, that's just an even cooler way to kind of immerse your your students so that's that's awesome yeah, well what thanks. what a what a great mintro i feel like we know you so much better now Whee, awesome. right awesome so let's get into how we start basically every interview here on the show off with besides the mintro now is how do okay. you start the week do you have any rituals anything you, you're doing so it's about to be monday how are you getting ready for your week Usually for me, getting ready for the week is probably the typical stuff teachers do. You get the lesson plan sorted, you get yourself organized and ready to go. So that way, it's less for you to have to worry about during the week. For my students, one of the ways I I like to start off the week is I show them something called a Happy Monday video. Yes. And this is like the big, (laughs) this is such an, oh, keep going. I'm sorry. I just get, I got really excited when I saw this, when you were, when we were emailing and I saw this, I was like, oh my gosh, I used to do this thing called Fred Talks and it came out every Monday too. And it was kind of like this. So, but this is, I'm sure 150 times better. So let, let us hear about it. All right. So happy Monday video because Monday's just kind of, in general for teachers, (laughs) for students. Nobody wants to be there, whether it's first period or eighth period. So I take the first two or three minutes of class. It really doesn't take away from the lessons at all. And I will show them uh, some sort of super cute YouTube video like baby sloths or like baby goats playing with puppies, something just cute or funny like dogs stealing or cats stealing dog beds. just to kind of make it more fun. And it becomes such a thing that they come in on Monday and they're like, oh, wait, it's Monday. We get a happy Monday video. Like it's such a small thing, but it really helps the morale. And then it becomes something where the students will even send me emails of links to videos that they think would be good happy Monday videos. So that way I'm not showing the same ones every single year. So it's, it's become a really good thing. And, you know, I just, I forewarn them that I'm really the only teacher that I know that does this. Maybe more teachers will start doing it now. But I just I just really think it's it's just something fun that helps them smile. It has sometimes absolutely nothing to do with science, but mm-hmm. it just it, it puts a smile on everyone's face and it puts you in that much of a better mood so then we can get started with the lessons. That's so awesome. And I, I think another thing that that 
kind of thing does is it differentiates you and, and your students from your subject, which is something that I've been really thinking and, and learning about lately. So basically what that means is obviously you're a science teacher, but by showing that you're differentiating yourself from science. So basically your, your students are looking at you and saying, oh, well, she's actually a human being. And that means that they can relate to you better. And especially with high schoolers, that's just such a big deal to be able to kind of relate a little bit more to your students. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. That is so cool. Bringing, yeah, bringing, the, bringing the happiness into the class, which I'm sure, you're, I'm sure your class already brings it. What kind of science do you teach? So the nice thing is I, I work at a private school. So I created curriculum for a class which I've never even seen offered anywhere else. It's animal behavior and zoology combination. So it's a little bit of both. So that's one of the classes I teach. I also do the marine biology class. And I also teach just the general college prep freshman bio, the general biology classes. That is awesome. So you just said that you you have a curriculum in, you said wildlife conservation? Animal behavior and zoology combined. Yeah, there we go. Okay, sorry. Because what I was also looking at is our emails and you used to work for wildlife, the Wildlife Conservation Society. So that's, uh, tell us a little bit about that background. How do you get into that kind of stuff? And yeah. Yes, yes. And I just wrote and illustrated a children's book for little kids, not high school kids. Okay. (laughs) Well, same thing. Right. Right. So, you know, like the whole, my whole career path, I'm not one of those people who studied education as an undergraduate and decided this is what I want to be. And this is all I've ever done. Like I've had a few different careers along the way that Mm -hmm. kind of led me down this path. And the first job I had out of college was working as a marine mammal trainer down in the Florida Keys. Mm -hmm. And I was the girl doing the dolphin show, getting like launched off of the dolphin faces and what? feeding the sea lions. Yeah, yeah, it was super fun. <laughs> wow. You know, my uh, my uniform was a bathing suit and tevas. It was awesome. What? So that's what I did for the first five years of you know out of college. I then moved back up. I'm originally like I grew up in New York, New Jersey area, so moved back up and I started working at the Central Park Zoo in their education department. And I think that they were afraid I was going to get a little disappointed because I'm not going to be working with sea lions and sharks and sea turtles. It'll be like a chinchilla. But for me, it was great because I actually realized I love that part of it when I would do a dolphin interaction, like teaching people about the dolphin as they're like interacting with it. Um, And then moved on to the Bronx Zoo and I became their distance learning coordinator, doing stuff for kids in England, Mexico, Canada, all over the place doing distance learning programs for them. And then just decided, you know, what happens if I were to be a real life teacher now? Like if I were to make the jump from informal education to formal. So I got my master's degree and was able to secure a job. And here I am six years later. So it's kind of a a crazy path for me. But I know all those experiences have really helped in my classroom, in the students connecting with me, because I do show them pictures of me Mm -hmm. doing stuff with the dolphins. And it's like, wow, like she's like a real person. This isn't the (laughs) only thing that 
defines her is just being in the classroom teaching bio. I've got some backup. (laughs) Right. No, that's, that is really cool. Uh, There's a lot of stuff that kind of jumped out at me there. So first thing that comes to mind though, is you worked at the Bronx Zoo. Yes. Yes. Um, That is the same zoo that has its own TV show. Did you know that? I know. Yeah, of course you knew that. You know what? I of course I knew that because I watch it and I'm like, oh, there's Julio, there's Kathleen. Like these are all my friends. Um, you know, these Definitely. are so it's super fun for me to watch. And then there are the animals that I work with too. Like I get yeah. to see them, and it's it's really cute. So that's so I really awesome. Enjoy watching it. Oh, that's super cool. And then of course, before we go to a little break, I do want to kind of reel in it because we just talked about how amazing you are. Now we're going to talk about how amazing you are in a different way though. And what I like to, I really like to do this every episode because I want people to know that although we get amazing guests on this show, amazing people, I've talked to so many cool people like yourself, they're still human. And what humans do is we're imperfect. We make, we make mistakes. And so what I want to know is what is something that you have failed at and how did you react to that failure? Gosh, I mean, especially being a science teacher, it's pretty consistent failure <laughs> where you decide to try a new experiment or, or doing something new or different and it, it falls back in your face. But then, you know, all right, I, did, I always tell my period one class, I'm like, you're my experimental group and <laughs> we're going to see how it goes with you and you're going to set the tone. And then my, by the time I get to like six, seven period, I'm like, we got it down. But yes. there's all kinds of failures. Like I, I did an experiment with trying to see how much carbon dioxide yeast will release and put these balloons over flasks overnight and didn't realize the mess I would come into with balloons that had like exploded all over the place. And just, it smelled like some sort of yeasty bread factory oh my in God. my room. So you learn, you learn, let's not leave them overnight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Live and learn with stuff like that. You know, I've done stuff with like, I, I use beans. I was like, oh, you know, I've got some beans at home. Let's do some bean stuff. And I'll just put them in a wet paper towel and let them grow. And I think if you're doing that at home with kids and homeschooling, like it's great. But you do that with 30 kids in a classroom. My my classroom smelled like death. It was just <laughs> so bad. And they would walk in and they're like, what's that smell? And it's like, I we ended up, I had to throw it out. And they're like, what happened? And I completely lied to them because that's what you have to do. And it's like, oh, they threw them out over the weekend. I don't know what happened. It was totally not me. But <laughs> yeah, you just awesome. you learn you you learn along the way. And now we use Wisconsin fast plants and Carolina Biological, and there's no smell, and everyone's happy. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. Boom. I love it. Yeah. Done. Done. And and you know what's cool about that is it's so sciency. It's so you know we test it. Super we test it. If it doesn't work, all right, go to the next thing. It's all good. No worries. <laughs> You know, even activities, games that you do, you figure it out. And like I said, first period, and we do it. And I was like, wow, that was a disaster. We're not doing that again today. And you you live and you learn with it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, we are going to go ahead and take a short break. We'll be right back after a short message from a sponsor with Storytime. For you, the listeners of the Teacher Recharge Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial. Whenever I have a guest on the show, I ask them for a book recommendation. So, Amy, 
what is your recommendation? Oh gosh, I would say hands down, my most favorite book in the whole wide world is The Five People You Meet in Heaven. That is my recommendation for everyone, no matter what. All righty. Well, if you want a copy of The Five People You Meet in Heaven, or any of the other 180,000 titles that they have to choose from for your iPod, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, all you got to do is go to audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge. Once again, that's audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge for your free 30-day trial and free audiobook download. Thanks, Audible. are back on the interview with Amy Dobell. Hey, guess what time it is? Do you know what time it is? I think I know what time it is. Story time time is the part of the episode where I shut up and let the guest take the floor. They can tell any story they want. It could be sad. It could be happy. It could be motivational. It could be downright depressing. That's not my problem. It is story time with Amy Zobel. Amy, take it away. So I think my favorite teaching story to tell people, I always do a demonstration on the difference for especially science on the difference between the words observation and the word inference. And how a lot of times we infer things instead of just as a scientist, move yourself out of the equation and just write down factually what you are seeing. So what I do to set them up is I take a mozzarella stick, polio string cheese kind of thing, cut it in half. You put it in a candle holder. You take a little teeny sliver of almond and an almond will actually hold a flame for a couple seconds for a little bit, just enough to make it look like a real candle. Mm -hmm. So I take this whole thing out and I say to the students, observe what you see. And a lot of times you hear under your breath, it's just observe, observe. And then I take out the lighter and then it's ooh and ah. And I light the wick, which is the almond. And I say, observe what you see. Give them a moment to write that down. And then I blow it out, observe what you see. And for some of them, they're just, it's like watching paint dry. This is really boring for them. And I tell them, were you observing? Or were you inferring? And most of them will say you were observing. Mm -hmm. And I say, no, no, you are not observing. You are actually inferring. And as I start to explain the difference, I take the mozzarella stick out of the candlestick holder and start to eat it, which blows their minds because now this whole entire time they've been thinking this is a candle and their crazy teacher in September is now starting to eat a candle (laughs) that she just blew out. So they're not listening to a word I say. I know this because I see their faces. And I think it's my favorite because one kid whispered under his breath, he's like, she's a witch. <laughs> and, <another laughs> witch. and then another kid like grabs the sides of his head. He's like, what is happening? What is happening? Like they just don't know. And for most of the time, it's really fun, except for the one time <laughs> I'm eating the candle. The kids are like not knowing what's going on. And the almond kind of hit the back of my throat. So I started coughing and I started choking. Oh no. And I couldn't breathe. And the kids are like, oh my God, she's dying. And I <laughs> I had to step out of the room. I was drinking water. My eyes were tearing. And I walked back in and I it barely talked because it like scratched the back of my throat. And I was like, so who thought that was a real candle? And every single kid raised their hand. They're like, oh yeah, she's crazy. Yes, that was unreal. I can't believe she shoved that in her mouth. And <laughs> that's when I realized I could potentially die in front of them. And 
They would all think it's like part of some shtick I'm doing for them to demonstrate the difference between observation and inference. But that's usually my favorite, favorite teacher moment is doing that. Not choking. But yeah, I was about to say, or you eating a candle, <laughs> or yeah, yeah. If if that would have gone too bad, they would have been like, I don't know, teacher's crazy. She was eating a candle. I don't know. What do you want? <laughs> uh, and then it's just a matter of of each each class keeping it quiet, and some of them will actually up the ante and be like, she's insane. Watch what she does in class, and just really. <laughs> Push it to the edge. I don't know. It's one of those things where it's actually like kind of a cool compliment that they're like, she's crazy. And it's like, yeah, you bet I am. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, you know, it's, it's something you said there that was even like so funny. You said someone said she's a witch. Isn't yes. that just, isn't that just a sign? <laughs> like, I feel like science has been fighting that the entire time of its existence. <laughs> Like you do something with right. science and people are like, no, she's a witch. Burn her. Like <laughs> magic, right? It's magic. What am I watching? <laughs> oh, that's such a cool, that's such a cool thing to do though. Wow. What no, a story. Wow. <laughs> time's my favorite time of the week for that. Awesome. What a, what a great one. All right. So before we go, I got two things. First of all, I know that you just wrote a book. So I want to make sure we get that name out there. Any And anything else you want to plug, whether that's Instagram, YouTube, uh, whatever you want, now would be a time. Sure. Uh, so first of all, let's start with that book though. What What is the name of it? What's it all about? What does it do? All that good stuff. Yeah. So I, I minored in art when I was in college. So I actually illustrated the book and I wrote it and it's a nonfiction children's book for, I'd say anywhere from ages like two to six, two to seven years old. And it's called Animal Dads. And it's all about how there are certain animal dads who kind of take a major role in raising their young, which is rare in the animal kingdom because everyone always assumes it's the mom. And these are the animal dads who step up and they really do a great job. So it's a great way to kind of introduce kids to this idea that it's not always a mom, that families don't always have to be mom, dad, and baby, that there are different parental roles depending on the species. So I had it written forever this year. I finally got it published and it's available through Instagram. It's available on Facebook. It's available on my website. It's on Barnes and Noble and Amazon, but hint, hint, if you just buy it from my website, it's actually less expensive. Oh, wow. So it's, yeah. So it's just Amy Dovell, my full name, amydovell.com. And it's been doing really well. And I think for me, the best is when I have little kids, like I did a program for second graders and there's kids like, she's awesome. And this is so cool. And for me, that means more than friends or family or somebody telling me how awesome it is. But when I see little kids really liking it, it's kind of like, so super excited to be able to have it and be able to finally share it with everyone. And I also have on my website, free lesson plans to go along with the book. So if teachers want to use it in their curriculum, I know what it's like. You don't want to have to deal. Here's the book. Here's the lesson plan for math, for science, for English and writing. So that way you can incorporate it into the lesson really easily. It's all common core standards. So it's all right there for you. So I tried to make it as easy as possible, totally free for teachers. Wow. That is crazy awesome. We will have a link to all of that stuff in the show notes. Wow. This has been a good one. The one thing we are doing this season, and this was the second thing, 
is last season I gave a challenge of the week at the end of each episode, and it was me giving a challenge for our teachers to go into the rest of the week with something based on what the interview was about, based on something in the interview. This year, I'd like to ask you to challenge our listeners this year, if that is all good. So what is one challenge you can give our listeners to take into the week ahead so that they make the biggest impact possible? I think it's what we we started off talking about, kind of removing yourself from your subject area in some way, whether it's playing like a get to know you icebreaker game where you learn something about each other, like two truths and a lie. And you play it and everyone gets to do it like a few kids every day, or I should say like every Monday, or if you want to show a happy Monday video, just something to be able to connect with them and show that you're actually a human. And I'm, th- I'm thinking like on the high school level, mm-hmm. that that's something you can do. And it's really easy. And I think it makes the classroom environment better for the students. And it makes it better for you. So everyone benefits from kind of doing something to out of the normal realm of science or social studies or whatever it is that you do in the classroom to kind of bring it home and make it a little bit more real for them. Awesome. Look at that. It's not every day we get an interview where we have a challenge for the high schools, middle school slash high school teachers and a challenge for the elementary school teachers, AKA go buy the book and do the lessons. That's what's up. Great job. Uh, I've had a blast with this. Is there anything else that you'd like to say? No, this was awesome. I really appreciate the time. Appreciate talking about my book. It's always fun to talk about my, (laughs) my careers and how I ended up being a real life teacher. So I just, I like to share it. So thank you for the opportunity. All righty. Our pleasure. Get up, get up.